Victoria Ransom is the kind of person who fills voids. When she tried to plan a vacation around learning to surf, she couldn't find any trips that met her needs. So she started a travel company specializing in instructional sports vacations. And when she began marketing that company on Facebook, she realized she needed more tools than they provided. So she built an application. That app turned into Wildfire, a social media marketing company that Google recently acquired for $350 million. I'm Brian Kenny, and today on The Business, Victoria Ransom. Growing up in rural New Zealand, Victoria never expected to start a company. We talk about how she pursued her passion, recognized opportunities, and became a very successful entrepreneur. So Wildfire is a tremendous success story. For those who who aren't familiar with it, can you describe Wildfire and, and what you do? Wildfire is a social media marketing company. So anything from keeping track of what people are saying about you on Facebook and Twitter and other social networks to creating engaging content to analytics to keep track of how well you're performing across your social media marketing. So I want to hear more about your views on social media coming up Mm -hmm. uh, because I think that's an area of great interest to most people. But I also want to hear about your journey and how you got here because it's pretty unique. Yeah, so I actually started Wildfire while at HBS. And the truth was... I had no idea how big it was going to end up being. It wasn't the case that we had this great idea that social media was going to be huge. What happened was I had a company in the adventure travel space targeted sort of young professionals. So when Facebook launched their fan pages, we thought that's going to be a fantastic place to market our company Access Trips, created a fan page and then thought, okay, now what? How are we going to get fans? How are we going to get people to share? And we thought, well, why not give away a free trip? We'd done that on our website previously. It was a great way to grow a mailing list. Let's do that on Facebook. Seemed like kind of a no-brainer to us. Mm -hmm. When we tried to do that, we realized we'd have to build an application. And we thought, okay, we've got to go and find developers to do that. There's technical expertise required. That's a barrier to entry for us. Other businesses are going to have that problem. So we thought rather than just solving that problem for ourselves, let's create a an application that other businesses could use in a self-service way to run this kind of campaign on Facebook. Turned out, you know, we, we created it and suddenly we started hearing from all kinds of different businesses, including Zappos and Kayak.com. At that point, we thought, hmm, this may be more than just a side project. This could really be a big opportunity. It could be for more than just Facebook. It could be for all different kinds of social networks. It could be more than just running a, a sweepstakes. It could be all kinds of engaging campaigns. Take me back to last summer, I think it was. Mm-hmm. You're sitting in Google's offices in Mountain View, California, and yes. they walk in and sit down. And What was that moment like for you? Uh, it was very exciting and nerve-wracking because, of course, you're trying not to show any emotion or any reaction. But, <laughs> but inside, you're, you're right. um, you know, really having a moment of saying, wow, I can't believe I'm here. This transaction with Google has been phenomenal in so many ways, obviously, financially, but probably even more than that, it's been so great to be able to take 400 employees. The whole company was acquired. They were all acquired by Google. They're so excited to be a part of Google mm. and, um, and feel really good about taking the company to that point. So your path to entrepreneurship, I guess, has been more of an evolution than a lifelong ambition because a lot of entrepreneurs will say, I always knew I wanted yes. to do this. This is where I wanted yes. to go. It's been said that you have great timing. I don't, you know, how much of that is luck? How much of it is really just being a keen observer of mm-hmm. an opportunity, like you said, a seed of an idea? So you're absolutely right. I was not sort of an 11-year-old kid who always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur and had my first lemonade stand at, you know, No, but you did sell asparagus. I did sell asparagus. I did, I did. But yeah, and I think that's an important point because I sometimes think it's a little disillusioning for people when they hear that these entrepreneurs always knew they wanted to be entrepreneurs because then they feel, well, I didn't know that, so maybe I'm not destined to be an entrepreneur. 
in my case, I had no idea that's what I was going to do. Coming out of college, did two years at Morgan Stanley, great experience, but mm. was not passionate about that. And so really said, you know, I want to do something that I'm excited about. While at Morgan Stanley, uh, I caught sort of some of the dot-com boom. I actually saw a lot more of the dot-com bust. Yeah. But I saw enough of the boom that there were a bunch of entrepreneurs coming through Morgan Stanley at that time. And and I think that was inspiring and a little eye-opening where I looked at these people creating interesting companies and I said, well, if they can do that, I can do that. So that planted the seed of an idea to the extent that I was exposed to entrepreneurs and to the extent that I realized, you know, from the outside looking in, investment banking looked like kind of a dream career. On the inside, I realized it doesn't matter what the pay is, what the career trajectory is, if you're not excited about it, it's not going to be fulfilling. So it also sort of got me to really think differently about my career path and what I wanted from it and ended up creating an adventure travel company. We'd wanted to learn to surf and couldn't find a company that did the kind of trip we wanted and ended up creating a travel company focused around instructional sports vacations. Timing is critical and there's probably mm -hmm. not that many huge entrepreneurial success stories that you could look at and say there wasn't some kind of timing element. Did we have great foresight that others didn't have? You know, there's a little of that, but more than that, I think it's just we had the guts to try it. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people identify interesting opportunities and then they look back and they say I had that idea <laughs> it's a lot to do with just saying having the idea and then giving it a go and you may find you had the right timing and you may find you didn't and it's hard work I would imagine that a lot of people would uh, you know want to do a trip and and couldn't find what they needed and just would throw up their arms and say well you know that's too bad mm -hmm. um, but mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about the the work ethic that it takes to oh, yeah. build yeah. the kinds of enterprises that you've built you need Absolute dedication to what you're doing. Um, at least that's how it was for me. I actually observe other people who I think were able to or are able to have better work-life balance mm -hmm. while running a startup. But in my personal case, particularly with Wildfire, uh, the way that, that I thought about it is this is an enormous opportunity. The opportunity is now. I may not have this opportunity again, and I'm going to put my heart and soul into it. And it was a seven-day-a-week not quite 24 hours a day, but I sometimes felt like it, mm. endeavor. There was definitely not work-life balance, but it was a conscious choice. You know, if nothing else, I was leading by example as well. I, I kind of felt like the founders of the company, my co-founder and myself, should be the ones that had even more heart and soul in the business than anyone else. Yeah. So. Has the internet changed the playing field in some ways for women business leaders? Uh, it's a great question, and you know, the honest answer is I don't know for sure. It, it could be just that the internet is coming at a time where things are anyway changing for women. They've been changing for women over a period of time. And I think with every generation, there's more and more opportunity for women and women are getting more and more into leadership positions. So the internet has come around in the past you know, generation or a couple of generations. And, and that may be why we're seeing more women. But it could also be that you know, the great thing about the internet and entrepreneurship is it's you pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. You go in mm -hmm. and it's not such a climb the ladder kind of thing where, you know, if you haven't got in early and, and climbed your way through an organization, then you're not going to be in, in, in a leadership position. In some cases, if that's the way it works, then if you weren't a woman in there, you know, 20, 30 years ago climbing your way up the ladder, then if there are not a lot of women there who have done that, then they're not going to be in leadership positions the internet, my case is an example of that. I came in with no experience, 
and I proved myself and then I ended up leading a pretty large team. So there could be an aspect of that to it as, as well. Let's talk about social media a little bit. You know, I, I think even as recently as a few years ago, businesses didn't quite know what to make of it. Mm-hmm. They, they weren't taking it seriously anyway yes, as, a, as a way to promote or, or drive revenue. That's all changed, mm-hmm. uh, but I still don't know that businesses really truly understand how to use social media in a productive way. If you were giving advice to a business leader about you know, how to think about social media, what would you say? Um, I think you're absolutely right that lots of businesses still don't understand it, and the truth is the industry is still nascent. It still hasn't entirely figured out what are the right metrics and what's the right way to, to measure success. So I think that's a, a general issue. And social media is great because in many respects, it's really democratizing marketing in that it's not the company with the biggest budget that wins anymore. It's it's not the company that can spend the most on a Super Bowl ad that's going to get the attention. It's a lot to do with, do you really understand your audience? Um Are you providing them with content and interactions that are valuable to them? And, you know, frankly, are you the kind of business that people admire, like, and want to talk about? So it's a lot to do with thinking about who's your audience, uh, how can you provide value to them, and ultimately social is about building a loyal base and then encouraging and hoping that that base spreads the word to others. So why would someone want to spread the word about you? It's often to do with either what, you know, the content expresses something about someone. So, you know, I am passionate about the environment and I'm going to spread the word about something I learn in social or relating to the environment. Or I believe that this content is going to benefit my friends, so I'm going to I'm going to spread the word about that. So you've really got to think about why. Why the heck would someone want to engage with you? And then why would they want to spread the word about that? And businesses that really understand their audience and think about that are the ones that, that do the best. So if you were telling somebody where to place their bets in social media, there's so many different you know, aspects of it now. We've got mm-hmm. Twitter and we've got Facebook and we've got Pinterest. And mm-hmm. you know, what's the next big thing? If I knew that, I'd probably <laughs> be doing it. So I don't know what the next big thing is I think it's probably more the the delivery mechanism of social more than it is some new form of social media marketing mm-hmm. I think social itself is more of a, a a way of interacting and a way of socializing and a way of communicating that's new and there's various different instantiations of that whether it's Facebook or Instagram or Twitter um, and there will be others I don't know what they are but I clearly the delivery mechanism that's changing and clearly that's having a big impact on the way businesses need to think about how they reach people it's much more in the moment location specific that's really changing the way that businesses have to think about marketing and social media marketing that's free advice from victoria ransom founder and ceo of wildfire now a division of google victoria thank you for joining us today my pleasure thanks for having me 